Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you are producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show. I'm so excited to have my next guest here. We have Carol Hahn Pyle, who is the founder and CEO of NET. And if you have not heard of NET, you are going to be so excited to hear her backstory and all about the brand, I should say, too. So Carol is a former beauty and fashion editor but she is made her way into entrepreneurship as the founder and CEO of this exquisite candle and fragrance brand called Net, and it's about luxury candles and fine fragrances today, but who knows in the future where she will be headed. So beautiful, beautiful 
candles and fragrances and the scents are wonderful. The packaging is amazing as well. And uh, you must, must try and we'll have all the info in the show notes too. So Ned is setting a new industry standard for clean, sustainable, chic candles and fragrances that help you take good care of yourself and the world around you. I can't wait for Carol to tell us a little bit more about how she became a cult brand in the candle and fragrance industry and very, very excited. So let's get started. Welcome, Carol. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Super excited. So tell us why you decided to start NET. I mean, you had a career, a little different direction. What was the itch inside of you that said, I need to go and start this? Well, I spent so many so many years covering fashion and beauty, specifically uh, many of those years being at L and L.com. And then I started a social media agency that was really focused on building brands in many different industries, but notably in luxury hospitality and beauty and lifestyle. And so through those two experiences, I really fell in love with this idea of brand as a means to foster community and to really create something that is both beautiful and also makes a big difference in, in its community. And going further back, my mom was actually a candle maker. She owned a candle store in Sausalito when I was starting from when I was, you know, before I was born and all the way through until we moved away from San Francisco when I was nine years old. So quite literally my very first childhood memories are really in that store. When I was a kid, I didn't have a nanny there, you know, that wasn't really a thing. So I really went to work with her before I started school. So I spent so much of my time in that environment surrounded by these beautiful smells and these beautiful candles that my mom would hand dip and hand carve. And I really fell in love with candles and scents and it gave me so much emotional comfort to be in that environment with her. And then, you know, when I was nine, my parents got divorced. My mom and I moved to Hawaii. The business was sold and everything got a little bit more complicated, I would say. So I've always held on to that memory of those early days in that store as this idea of, you know, that was when things were really simple and really um, joyful. And I have so many amazing childhood memories there. And that power of scent to bring me that back to that place has always been really important to me. So I always knew that I wanted to do something in fragrance. I have always loved candles. And when the pandemic hit in early 2020, I finally had the space and time. You know, all of my clients at the agency had put their services on pause. Nobody knew what was going on. I wasn't going to my Tracy and Anderson workout classes anymore. I wasn't going out to dinner with friends. I finally had this like incredible headspace to really think about what I wanted this brand to be, how I wanted to put it out into the world and make a game plan for it. So I had been working on it prior to the pandemic, but the pandemic really put the pedal to the metal, so to speak, in terms of accelerating the actual launch of, of the brand. I love how the story went full circle back to your mom, yes. right? And that's uh, it's such yes. a beautiful, beautiful uh, way to describe it for for sure. So, so the, her business was sold. I'm so curious because I live in Marin County. Was it actually sold? 
Yeah. Yeah. It was sold. Yeah, it was sold. And, and, you know, now it's long gone. I went back to visit a few years ago and that whole area that her store was in has obviously, it, this was so many years, decades ago, it has gone through such a massive transformation. Um, you know, from what I can remember when her candle store was there, it was really like a lot of mom and pop stores mm-hmm. in that area. And I remember like, you know, running to the toy store, which was, you know, shockingly still there uh, when I went to visit. And and it was just such a um, amazing place to spend my childhood in. I remember, you know, being in the water. There was like a little park um, outside where, you know, the, uh, you know, the it was right on the water, and it was just a, a great, a great space. I I love it. I think I know kind of where you're you're talking about the the general area there, as you say the the, the park. Yeah. So so how would you describe net for those who maybe aren't familiar with it? There's obviously a ton of candle uh, companies out there. You're also mm-hmm. doing luxury fragrances too. But what did you see in the industry that you didn't feel was really being captured? Yeah. So, you know, the name net, first of all, it's a French word that is, that means loosely impeccable, elegant, and clean, which are all attributes that are super important to me and were super important to me in building this brand. My goal from the beginning was to create a fragrance brand that was clean, luxurious, elegant, and that and that did things impeccably. So, you know, every detail from the handmade ceramic and glass candle vessels, they're all food safe, dishwasher safe, and microwave safe and custom to be custom designed to be used as cups after the candle is done. So, you know, one example is that one thing that bothered me about when I was doing my market research about um, several other candle brands that I had experimented with was that I found that a lot of brands were saying the vessel is, we're sustainable because our vessel is reusable. But nine times out of 10, the vessel was made by a mass manufacturing company. Everyone uses the same one. It's called Libby. They cost like 15 cents to make. Um, there's nothing really special about them. They're very stock. And then they get spray painted with, mm. you know, whatever colors the brands want. So they're not food safe. And then it's just like, how reusable is it really? How many scrunchie holders do you really need? You can't really put your toothbrush in it because that goes in your mouth. And I thought, how can I make a candle vessel that is actually reusable? Something so beautiful that people do not want to throw it out, wouldn't dream of it at the end of the candle's life. So I thought that the only way to do that was to really work with a ceramicist and engineer a vessel that was really like cup slash mug first and candle second, because it's going to live a much longer life as your favorite coffee mug than it is your candle. So we did that. We custom designed it. We did custom molds and they're all to this day, hand blown, hand thrown, um, and very, very expensive. But, you know, I think that that element of having it in your life for so long is, is really important and something that, you know, we really wanted to, to focus in on. Well, so going back to the, mm, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. There was a little bit of a delay there. So, um, but they're beautiful. So absolutely gorgeous. So I love that aspect of it as well. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? 
Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. 
And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Thank you. So, you know, really just paying attention to the details like that. And then also going back to, you know, the very, very, very beginning origins of the brand, like, you know, 40 years ago when I was in my mom's candle shop, I really wanted to create fragrances that could have a proven market effect on people's emotions and make them feel good in a way that was scientifically proven. So that is something that we focused really, um, really hard on in terms of our development of our perfumes. Every single one of our perfumes is scientifically proven to have mood boosting benefits. So for example, our five perfumes that we launched with are all scientifically proven to boost feelings of confidence and mindfulness. Um, and that's, you know, that's just another thing that I wanted to bring in, bring in that I was not seeing too much of done in a very elegant, elevated way in, in the space. I love it. So you launch with, you launched with five SKUs you just, uh, mentioned, how did you decide what to launch with? Yeah. So, well, you know, when we first started the brand, we launched with candles only, and we launched with four candles Mm -hmm. and, it, we were just starting out. So I really wanted to create four perfect candles that encompassed all of the scent categories that I really love. So we did a tomato candle that was like really fresh and green and um, kind of crunchy tomato scent. And then we did this beautiful white floral. And then we did another life, which is like this intoxicating vanilla. And then we did supernatural, which is a very woodsy, smoky, you know, gorgeous, foresty scent. And, you know, I thought that those four categories were ones that I, that I personally was always looking for. I wanted a candle that was clean, that I felt safe to burn. I was going through an IVF process at that point. Every single one of my practitioners was telling me to watch out for what I was using in terms of my beauty products and in terms of, um, you know, especially the the candles that I was burning because I was such a candle freak. I had candles all over my house. Hmm. So um, I really wanted something that was going to be beautiful and clean and, and safe to burn. Well, they're absolutely gorgeous. So you started with four and then you went to five, you said, or did I mishear that? Well, I started with four and then we, and then we kept on bringing in more and more and more candle scents until we had a fairly well-rounded candle collection. Throughout this entire time, we were speaking to Sephora. So Sephora reached out in month two or three of our brand's launch, which you know we were absolutely not ready for. We got on the phone with Sephora. I was like Googling while I was on Zoom with them what a purchase order was. I was really just like such a beginner when it came to 
running a fragrance brand. It was, you know, I was three months into it. And, um, you know, fortunately, they really, they really understood that they really loved the brand. And I proceeded then to work with that merchant team over the course of the next two years to develop alongside them our fine fragrance collection. Hmm. So we then launched our five perfumes with Sephora two years later in March of last year. That's terrific. So you were getting press even before you went in and you were selling just on your own website initially? Yeah, so we were... Exactly. So we really launched DTC only. Um, we didn't know what was going to happen, what to expect, but fortunately our launch was very buzzy and it got a lot of press attention, a lot of organic influencer attention. So we got a lot of retailer reach outs right from the get go. Sephora, Nordstrom, Harrods, Selfridges, um, you know, Blue Mercury came knocking. It was a lot of, it was a lot of us reacting to the reach outs that we were getting. And, um, and kind of choosing, you know, who to work with from there. So you started in candles and then you moved into fragrances. And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the fragrance world, I think, is so different from, from candles. I think the way that we approach creating something that's going to make people feel really good in their homes and make a home feel like, a, or an office feel like a really welcoming gorgeous environment in terms of the smell that's filling a room is so different from formulating something that people are going to want to wear on their bodies. Mm -hmm. You know, we think about it in, um, in a very different way. And I think that when I started formulating for, um, fine fragrance, as opposed to candles, it had to be like a total sort of like mind shift. You know, I, for example, I really love our Another Life candle. I think it is so cozy and it's filled with this like really strong vanilla and cocoa shell. And um, I think it's like the most comforting scent for for home. But the thought of wearing it on my body, I'm like, oh, that would just be like too much vanilla. It's like a little bit too, you know, like I, I want it to, I want what I wear to be a little bit more sophisticated and complex. Mm -hmm. I want that addiction of like, constantly smelling my wrist because I'm smelling like something new and subtle every single time and just trying to like pick out those notes. And were you, uh, well, I actually was doing some research on, on the fragrance, uh, partnership that you have. So with IFF, um, specifically in their science of wellness program, and, uh, you touched on this a little bit before, but can you talk a little bit about the science behind the technology? of the fragrance and sort of how that all works. Yeah, of course. So IFF's science of wellness program is so incredible. They, you know, they employ over 60 people in-house specifically to work in this program. Hmm. And this is a mixture of neuroscientists, data scientists, perfumers, like the smartest people get into a room and are 100% focused on how to make sure that the fragrances that choose to use this program are getting all of the scientific data, um, that it's all 100% accurate, that we have the, you know, the backing to confidently go out to our consumer and say, wear this fragrance. It's going to increase your levels of joy and positivity and confidence or relaxation or, you know, whatever your goal is. 
Um, and they do this using a combination of AI and neuroscience technology. Mm -hmm. So there are two different methods of testing fragrances effects on human emotion. First, it's a declarative method of testing where they ask people to smell the ingredients and tell us how they feel. And then we layer in neuroscience with a process where we ask people to smell ingredients and then we actually look at brain activity. All of that data is then collected and built into databases that our fragrance houses incredible, like world famous perfumers um, can have access to when they're when they're developing their their juices. So, what were some of the biggest obstacles you faced when launching, either launching or really growing Net? I I talk to entrepreneurs in every industry all the time, and it's uh, yeah. you know it's definitely something that uh, that people gather stories around. Things happen that <laughs> uh, that you know they didn't expect it uh, to happen at all. I have a story in Growing Hint where we were in Starbucks and everything was going great, and then Starbucks decided that they wanted to have more of their product in the cold case um, versus actual other brands. And so it was great for them. It was terrible for me. And uh, over 600 stores went away overnight, literally. Oh, God. oh and, no. And so, yeah. And I mean, the on the bright side of the whole thing, we were exposed to many people throughout throughout you know, the country that actually had never tried Hint and probably wouldn't have tried Hint in places like Chicago. And we were very coastal. Um, so, you know, right when that happened, we more than anything needed to be able to communicate with consumers that we were, we were available on our website. I think today, I mean, this right. is 2012. I think more consumers, if they really want your product, they'll go to your website. But 2012 still was not, you know, where people were looking necessarily for beverage companies having maybe beauty, maybe, right. um, but not beverage companies. So it was, it, it was really challenging. And we ended up going into, uh, Amazon and and uh, we were one of the first grocery items to be in Amazon and it really took off. So it all ended up fine, um, but it was right. definitely an obstacle that we didn't know how it was going to turn out. The company almost shut down. I mean, it was just it was a mess. And so, uh, if there's any stories where that you have where things were maybe they made the candles wrong, a different scent went in. Uh, I don't know. Something, something crazy that happens along the way. Well, I can tell you one thing that all of the vendors that of all of the vendors that we launched the brand with, whether that was our warehouse, um, the manufacturer that actually pours the candles, the vessels, even the fragrance house, not a single one of those vendors is the same. <laughs> As what we're working with now. Yeah. So, you know, I think that when we were launching the business, we, as any entrepreneur does, we made the best decisions based on the information that was available to us, having never really run a fragrance brand before. Mm -hmm. So even with all of the hours and hours and days and months of research across all of these vendors, we still picked wrong. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say wrong because... It is what it is. And, you know, the journey is what the journey is. And, you know, you have to go 
it's not a linear line. You have to kind of take like little detours to get to where you need to be. Um, but some of those transitions, let me just tell you, were so painful, especially when it came to the company that was pouring our candles. You know, we, we picked uh, a manufacturer out in LA. They seemed amazing. We got along with the owner really, really well. And then at the end of the day, it was, you know, our, our main customer representative there was for some reason based in Italy. So the time difference was really difficult. The candles that they were pouring were not burning correctly. All of them were tunneling. And, you know, we, we did the testing and we had to discard a lot of those candles and, you know, just kind of take that loss to kind of, you know, make sure that we didn't go to market with candles that tunneled. Um, it was, and then, you know, I got a call maybe two weeks before we were supposed to launch the brand and we had an exclusive coming out, um, you know, in one of the press outlets. And there was a whole pre-launch strategy that we were doing on social media that already had thousands of followers where we had communicated the launch date. No joke, probably like 50 times. And <laughs> and it was like, that's the launch date. We have said this like a million times to all like this entire audience that we've built over the past few months. And we, I got a call from Italy. So, you know, it 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 it, it happened. Um it happened that I got this call from Italy and she was like, you know what, we can't we can't make your launch date anymore. And it's going to be delayed two months. And it, you know, it was just, I remember just crying in my kitchen and just feeling so hopeless. And, you know, I think that when you're trying to actually make a product, there are so many things that can go wrong along the way, which I'm sure you know. So anyway, now we're in a much better place, but it took a long time to get there. It took about a year. And I think that I honestly probably wasn't happy with our candles, for example, until two years into the business. It wasn't until the end of 2022 that I finally sat back and I was like, I think our candles are perfect. But it took two years. It took like, you know, however much time pre-launch. And then it took two years of actually running the business and iterating and iterating and iterating until I was like, huh, I can rest on the candles. Well, and I love, so, I love that you mentioned that because I think that one thing that new entrepreneurs always grapple with is, should I launch something that isn't perfect, right? And I I think that, you know, I would say that launch it, obviously, in the case of a beverage company, you want to make sure that it's safe and and all of those things. Mm -hmm. But you're always going to be iterating. Um, you know, it's it's constant. I interviewed somebody yesterday that's a 30-year-old brand that's still around, a beauty brand, and um, they uh, and still around and still thriving. And that was the one thing that the founder said was that, you know, we still have SKUs from when we started, but it we've iterated, right? And you have to do that. And I think most entrepreneurs yes. would also say that, it's never going to be perfect, right? Like you're always going to keep going and, and making, uh, tweaks on things along the way. So, um, you're a terrific example of that too. So what strategies have you deployed to build like a loyal community? You talked about uh, community a bit. You obviously had been involved in, um, building, helping build other people's brands and social, but how do you think about, uh, net and, and community building and, and what you see, especially on social. 
Yeah, I think that fragrance is such a special category when it comes to community building because people are really passionate about it and it is so personal and emotional to them. So we get a lot of communication just at, we have an email address, hi at netnyc.com and it serves us a customer service hub where people can, you know, obviously email us about the mundane things like returns, but but also email us about feedback, thoughts, and we, and we get it all. Um, and I still read that inbox every single day awesome. um, just to kind of pick out. Yeah. I think it's so important because I want to know what people are thinking and I want to hear their fragrance stories and I want to hear what they're craving. Um, one of the things that we get requested the most is we have this one candle named uh, called Suede Fringe and we get a request to make that into some sort of perfume um, iteration at some point. And, you know, I would never have considered that unless, you know, until I got to request number 10 and I was like, maybe there's, you know, a there there. So um, I think it's really important to kind of cultivate that community. And for me, really to have like, you know, an open line of communication with our community, I will send emails from my personal email address to our whole email database, at least like once a month, I would say. And I always sign off, please just reply to this email, um, you know, with any responses and any thoughts, I'd love to hear from you. And I really do get emails back and I respond to every single one of them. So I think, you know, I know that it will be difficult to, you know, keep on as you grow, it gets more difficult to do that. Um, but I heard this saying very recently at a conference and I can't remember what the company was, but, um, it was something about keep the fire warm, Mm -hmm. keep the campfire warm. And like, you have to kind of, you know, make sure that your community and your consumers can still feel the warmth of the fire, even if you grow into this humongous brand, because as soon as they stop feeling the warmth of that fire, then I think it gets, it, it loses some of that magic. Um, so I think, I, yeah, I think that's so true. Yeah. So I think as a founder-led brand, um, making sure that I really stay close to the community is, is really important to me and just one of the things that I focus on. Yeah. I always said when, you know, when things get down, right, when you have those hard days, going back to those consumer comments or even going back into customer service and and listening to what's happening, um, because I think that that's where yeah. I really found not only energy, um, but also uh, where I could actually piece things together. Um, so, so many stories where, you know, I actually just rolled up my sleeves and started to really figure things out. I had somebody who's on the board of Patagonia, uh, who talked about Yvonne and how Yvonne very much leads Patagonia with, um, you know, he, has a workshop and he goes and sews and develops like fabrics that like, I mean, he's very still to this day, very, very hands-on and trying to tinker and create. And I think like that is really the story of founder led brands. Right. And uh, you know, whether you love Patagonia or not, I think it's such a great example. And I think any founder would really understand that um, as well. So yeah, very much so. Yeah. And what a hero, what a hero he is. I, uh, he's one of my favorite, favorite founders, as I'm sure he is for so many people. So yeah, so many people. So 
Probably uh, you talked about the challenging aspects of of building a brand, um, building a company overall, obviously trying to scale that company. You get hit with things like a pandemic. Um, you're trying to figure out uh, how do you um, continue to compete. But what would you warn people about, like, just in starting a company, like, uh, that it's difficult to hire people, it, you'll change suppliers. You talked about that, maybe um, capital, things like that, that I think are, um, you know, really key. I think one of the things that I've seen too, I, you and I were talking before we started recording, but in Sephora, you have beautiful packaging as well, which, you know, it's not really part of the product that people are buying, but it makes a difference. Right. And there's a feeling that goes on that I think is very, very important um, for you to kind of get the consumer to actually pick it up and remember it. So, uh, but things yeah. like that that you obviously learned on the job as you're, um, you know, maybe even learned as a consumer to some extent before starting, but I'd love to hear your response. Yeah. So I think that what you just, touched upon with the packaging is an element that is so integral to the experience. And I think that founders deservedly so tend to get so uh, focused on the product itself, the, you know, the foundation or the lipstick or the, for the formulas, they get very focused on the formulas. And I think that that, of course, is the most important thing. But I think that on some level, the way that it's presented, that beautiful experience of like opening a package and having it unfold a certain way of receiving like a, you know, gorgeous piece of, um, you know, like a note with a package that explains what makes the product special. All of those little touches, how the tissue paper is folded, the sticker that's there, all of those tiny touches really add up into the entire experience. And the experience is also something that matters deeply to people. And it, it is an emotional experience. And that is a huge part of why people will continue to feel that your product is special and will continue to come back. Um, so I think that that's really, that's, that, you know, that's something to almost equally focus on is delivering an experience that is beautiful and rewarding. So best advice for founders, uh, for somebody who wants to eventually start a company um, when just maybe they're having a hard time uh, getting out of, uh, getting started, um, maybe they're dealing with some of those issues like uh, changing suppliers, as you mentioned. Um, if somebody were to call you on the phone today and say, you know, what would you say knowing what you've been through? Yeah, I would, I mean, honestly, I would say keep going. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there is this, that's really great quote again, um, that I always think about. It's like the day that you plant the seed isn't the same day that you eat the fruit. I'm sure you've heard that. Totally. Um, but I think it's worthy of remembering. And, you know, when things are really, really hard, just, you know, it's, it's so, so much of the game is about longevity. Like who can stay in the game? Who can withstand the challenges for the longest brand awareness and everything that 
flows as a result of brand awareness, you know, com- community followers, you know, sales happens over time. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes time to to build. So I think that the people that can have that sense of resiliency and overcoming the challenges and just putting one foot in front of the other every single day and, you know, taking action every single day to build, to grow, to walk towards where you want to be. And for people who can do that over a long, hard, oftentimes hard amount of time, you know, those are the people that, um, that will, that will win. So I think that, um, you know, having resilience, um, being in it for the long haul and then therefore really loving and being and having a lot of conviction around what it is you're trying to build because it's going to be so hard to yeah. stay in that game if you don't have the conviction yourself and like true belief in your product and and the brand. So Carol Han Pyle, founder and CEO of Net, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and all your lessons and your overall story. Everybody needs to definitely understand and where uh, Net can be purchased. Uh, we'll have all that info in the in the show notes, um, also available as you mentioned at some of the stores, Sephora for sure, and many many other fine stores. Um, you will absolutely love them, and I love that you've shared the story with us um, for your beautiful products and company. So thank you again, Carol. Thanks again for listening to the Kara Golden Show. If you would please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. I would love to hear from you too, so feel free to DM me. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Undaunted, where I share more about my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now.